It's time to get away from it all. Doesn't matter if you say you or y'all. Let's all get out there and have some fun. Bluff City Outdoor Show is for everyone. Welcome to the Bluff City Outdoor Show. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on 1019 and 94.1 News Talk STL. I am Tony Colombo, and I am coming to you from the outdoors <laughs> on uh, actually uh, on the boat at the Lake of the Ozarks, on the dock uh, here at the Lake of the Ozarks, and talking with, of course, my partner, the owner of Bluff City Outdoors in Alden, Illinois, Mark McMurray. Mark, can you hear me all right in the studio there? Yep. Hey, we can hear you. We can hear you. It's good to, good to be back in this week. Yeah, great to talk with you. And, of course, Mike Marfell, speaking of the Lake of the Ozarks, professional fisherman uh, who's uh, uh, very experienced down here at the lake, uh, is in the studio with Mark and producer Leah as well. Mike, how's it going? It's going great, Tony. I wish I was with you, though. <laughs> yeah. this professional quote-unquote fisherman has a real job today so i can't be down there but i get it i get it i can't believe that this is my job today it's pretty fantastic with the so, family i yeah. guess what's that you with the family yeah the family nice. they're all they're all up in the condo and i'm came down here to the boat to talk to you guys and uh yeah it's beautiful out here today it's been an awesome week i've been here since the uh election night coverage on tuesday night so it was a perfect uh, break from, you know, covering those elections and, and having a long night and being, you know, wrapped up in the news all crazy to getting to take a break and come down here with the family and spend the rest of the week down here. As I always say, it's it's this is it's so important, I think, uh, to take the time out to get away from the crazy world and unplug and just, you know, spend some time outside, whether you can take a trip or you can just take an afternoon to yourself uh, and turn off the cell phone and go fishing or, you know, get out and do some hiking or, you know, get out in nature, get out in the outdoors and take a break from all the madness. It's so, uh, so good for the soul. And Mark, I would imagine that that is, uh, you know, we've talked about the, the big reasons that people have been, you know, rediscovering the great outdoors and fishing and things like that. And I would imagine that that's, that that's a, plays a big role in it as well. Like people just like, it's, it, it brings people together. It, it, it's, it, there's no, there's no news and there's no politics involved and, and people just, uh, of all walks of life could just, just get, go get shop out. it out at Bluff City Outdoors, get ready to go and then go out on the water and, and enjoy some time. Yep. Yep. Hey, I also want to mention too, that, uh, we got, uh, uh, one of my pro staffers in, in here in the studio with us, uh, Eric Morey. Uh, he's, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Didn't want to forget about Eric. Yep. He's a really good, really good fisherman, all around fisherman. And uh, say hi, and Eric. one of the regular contributors to the uh, fishing report. Fishing report. Yep. It was good. Yeah. To be excellent. Here. Sorry about that. Yeah. Eric, sorry about that. Didn't no, mean to leave right. you out. I, uh, I'm out here on the boat and, uh, you know, for, can't see around in the studio there, and <laughs> so I uh, didn't mean to leave you out. Really glad to have you in studio with us today. How's it going? Good, good, and I'm glad to be here. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so you know what? Let's start right there with uh, with Eric. Um, you know, we, we, we will do the fishing report for you at the end of the show, as we do every week here on the Bluff City Outdoor Show. We'll get you a, 
an update on Bluff City Outdoors in a few minutes as well, because I know we're getting closer and closer to opening up the uh, expansion out there. But Eric, you are a regular contributor to that fishing report, which we'll do here in a little bit. And, you know, we've talked to Mike and we've talked to other guys, um, you know, over the weeks since we started this show here and have been sort of documenting what has been a pretty successful year out on the water for so many people um, across the board in the, in, you know, the Missouri and Illinois area, but also really throughout the country. Uh, what has your personal experience been, the things that you're hearing out there, the things that you are personally experiencing out there as far as this year is concerned um, on the water? Basically anything, you know, whether it be catfishing, crappie fishing, bass fishing, it seems like it's been a great year for everybody. Absolutely it has. Uh, I'm one of the fishermen that I fish for everything. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not a yeah. diehard bass guy or diehard crappie guy. I'm out there, I'm on the water extremely often fishing for everything you know trying to get everything in i can and i and i've been seeing tons of people doing doing every kind of fishing and everybody for the most part i mean there's a lot of success being had the 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 fisheries biologists are doing great jobs managing the lakes and 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 uh, the new technologies that are out there today i mean you you can take literally take a novice fisherman and with some of the technologies and, and put them on the water and, and they're catching fish. So, I mean, no, it's, it's been a great year and, and it, it doesn't look like there's no end in sight. I mean, everything's going good for the most part. The fish are biting. Everybody's happy catching them and they're in the outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And, you know, and, and, and as we've talked about, uh, Mark, you know, it's that, it's that, it's kind of that moment that, that, uh, you know, Eric just said you can have such great, you know, success, um, even if you're, even if you're just getting started or you haven't done it, you know, or you, you know, it's been since you were a kid that you were out very often, but it kind of only takes that one bite, right? It only takes that one, that one fight, that one decent sized fish to, uh, hook somebody either, either get them back in, no pun intended, by the way, uh, to, uh, to, uh, you know, sort of, uh, uh, re re uh, acquaint them with fishing, or just get them into it for the first time. It's it, that one moment is like it changes everything. Yeah, that seems like that that technology is really making a difference. There was a, a guy out by uh, Glasgow, Missouri, up on the Missouri River uh, this week. Saw it on Facebook that he posted. It was a huge fish. It you know they knew it was one twenty plus. It was a blue cat, and they had talked about how they had seen it on the fish finder. Ooh. On the they had seen it, seen it. They knew it was a big one. So they actually went and targeted that fish, and then they eventually did. They didn't catch it the first time they went after it, but then they went back to the spot, saw it laying in there again, targeted it, and did and did uh, hook it and land it. And uh, their scale, I think, went up to 120, and it bottomed the scale out. Nice. One understood. So they were saying, wow. hey, somewhere 120 <laughs> to 130. They took the measurements. It was about – it was a little bit longer than the 130-pound Missouri State record, but it didn't have – it was a couple inches shy on the girth uh, – so they figured it was somewhere in that in that class and took some pictures and let it go. But that was an interesting that you know they they saw it on with the technology and then were able to target it and, and land it, which is which is pretty cool. I mean that is the one thing that that technology technology has really changed. Yeah, I think yeah, the mapping okay. the mapping to me as a guy who travels to different lakes that you've never been to. I took our high school team that I was coaching to Hartwell and I'd never been there before, but with the Hummingbird Lake Master. You got a pretty good plan before you even leave the house, and then, Absolutely. and then you know, I I stop and think like at Bull Shoals sometimes how the old timers in the seventies even got around there without getting lost. 
because there's no there's not many houses. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. It's just made it so much easier and, and to, to to pick out a few waypoints to go try. You know, just you know, with your fishing knowledge, I could sit come down with, with Eric and we could come up with a plan before we ever got there with the mapping. Absolutely. So, Eric, is it is it you know you mentioned that the the technology the the you know the electronics is there also is that the is that sort of the main advancement that we've seen or are there are there you know um you know the 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 latest you know the latest and greatest lure or or you know piece of equipment that is also uh having a big impact it's it's of course it's a little bit of everything but the the technology is it's the main thing i mean it's the biggest change that's going on right now the the advancements they're making in it and with not just the mapping but the clarity i mean you you legitimately yeah. can see what you're looking at down there and i've been fishing for a long time and every time i go i'm still learning and and that's what drives me like it never gets old i fish all the time and i can't get enough of it it never gets <laughs> old and it yeah. uh, and of course i mean you're always looking for the next best thing with the lures, but, uh, you know, if you have a lure you're confident in, you put it in the water, you're going to catch fish. It's, but the, right. the, the electronics, the, it's the trolling motors, the spot locks. And that's a huge advantage. It, it is. It absolutely is everything in it. And everything's working hand in hand. I mean, the, the guys designing this stuff, they are on top of their game. I mean, it's, it is, it's blown the fishing industry wide open. And like I said, even for the novice, you can, you can buy these products. They're user friendly. And I mean, you can get right on the water and catch fish. I mean, it's, and yeah, it's just phenomenal. It, it, it'll get a lot more people hooked. The more people that, that try the stuff, the more going to be hooked. And the, there's no end in sight. The fishing industry will keep growing. It's not gonna, it's not going to plateau. Yeah, that's and that's so great to hear, and I, and I and I think that's just so important. You know, like I said, just for you know, just 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 for people's souls, just for society to have you know the great outdoors, whether it be fishing or camping or hunting, it's just a perfect way to get away. And and you're so right about like the ease of, especially somebody who's um, you know a novice that hasn't been fishing very much in their life, or somebody that hasn't been fishing in years and years. I mean, just you know, with my boat, it's. Um, uh, my trolling motor doesn't have pedals. It has a remote and I can just, I mean, it has the pedals, but we don't even use them because the remote is just so much easier. And, you know, I can just lock it on a, um, you know, I can, I can use the GPS connected to the trolling motor to lock it on a, on a, on a line, uh, along the bank somewhere and just let it run that same line as much as I want. So I'd have my hands and feet all to myself and you know i can have it hold us in the spot and that technology is not even new that's been around forever and it already makes things so much easier and then like and then that story that mark just told i think is a perfect example of of what you guys are talking about that you can that you know these guys saw the fish the the exact fish that they're looking for and they're able to track that thing on the electronics and um uh, uh, it go after it and know that it's there. It's not a guessing game. You're not hoping that you saw the right thing or something like that. Um, and, uh, it just, it, it just enhances the success, but it also sort of enhances the enjoyment of the entire experience. Uh, we're going to take a break here in just a minute, but before we wrap up this conversation, Mike, I wanted to ask you about how does all this been impacting, uh, tournament fishing? Is it, are there people that like, I know there's always kind of, a 
you know, like when uh, uh, like the Alabama uh, Alabama rig, rig yeah. came out. Yeah, when it came out, there was people, you know, that was catching fish like crazy, and then there were guys going, "Wait a minute, that's not that's not fishing. That's not legal. That doesn't." Yeah, that there's a lot work. of debate about the forward-facing sonar. I think it was up in Wisconsin or Minnesota. They just a, a musky trail just banned forward-facing sonar. Because the well, guys that yeah. had it just mopped everybody, but you so, still yeah, have to so be a good fisherman. The debate is on about whether that technology should be allowed, right? Yeah, I think it'll stick in bass fishing. There's just you know they want to sell those things, man. Uh, right. <laughs> but it's like everybody always asks me if my hydrowave works, and I was like, I don't know, but Eric's got one, so I'm good. If we're competing, I'm going to have one. You know, it's it's one <laughs> right. of those things. I don't know. We don't want to go yeah. back to pulling the boat there with a the horse, do we? I mean. Exactly. Well, that's what I was going to ask. What do you, do you have a personal opinion on that? Because to me, it's just like anything else. I mean, it's not. It's it's just evolving. It's just evolving with the times. Yes, you know, it's exactly. Not, I don't look at it. I don't look at it as cheating. And I'm kind of when it comes to like. I mean, I'm a guy who quit watching baseball when, because they put the uh, designated hitter in the National League. Listen, I'm a traditionalist in very many uh, areas, but in, when it comes to something like this, I don't. I I think that this is just. Like I said, I think it's. I think it enhances the experience. It enhances the support. Uh, the sport. I don't think it's bad for people. Yeah, it'll draws other people in. Uh, I don't have a problem with it at all. I mean, I don't know why guys would. There's times when it'll hurt you. Uh, there's it's a it's a tool like anything else. There's times to use the forward facing sonar, and there's times not. Uh, yeah. In my opinion, the best time you know is in practice. I don't have to go up and put a worm or a jig in a brush pile to see if there's fish there. I can just pull up on my brush pile, take a look pull the trolling motor, go to the next one and look. I don't have to disturb There you them. go. Because I hate practice anyway. I'd just rather start the tournament. Let's go fish. <laughs> but that, that so, is my it will be, it will be a debate going forward, and there's no doubt. People, you know, oh, people, yeah. people like to fight. So well, One thing to know sure. is I have the forward-facing sonar and, and other sonars. There's no button there on it, go. not one button you can push that makes the fish bite. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It'll there frustrate you, go. you when it, you got it, a fish you're trying to catch. Will. You stick with it. It's like fishing for a bedding fish too long. You got to know yes. when it's time to move. Yes, and I, I've such a great point. I've personally used mine to catch fish that I'm targeting individual fish, whether it's bass or crappie, white bass, a hybrid striper, or catfish. I personally have caught the fish I've targeted, and when you do this, I don't care if you're a novice or a seasoned veteran. I mean, that is very rewarding. You feel like you have just really done something, and I love it. And, and, I, awesome. and I know a lot of people that feel the same way, and it, I, I have no issues with it. It's, it's an advancement in technology. I mean, like, like hunting, do we want to go back to, to a stick and a string and not use right, a compound exactly. bow or, exactly. or a, a crossbow anymore? I mean, you use, you know, just like Mike said, it's a tool, and you use the tools that are provided for you. If you can afford them, That's great. Right. If you can't, maybe you can get on a boat with somebody who has it to get to experience. And once you do, you're going to want one. Absolutely, you will. <laughs> Eric Morey and Mike Marfell and Mark McMurray are in studio. I am on the water down at the Lake of the Ozarks this week. We're going to take a quick break here, Leah, if that is okay. And we will be back in just a moment with more Bluff City Outdoors show. We're going to get an update on uh, the latest out there at Bluff City uh, on the expansion and continue our conversation when we get back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to 101.9 and 94.1 News Talk STL. But I don't care or ever need to quibble over hooks. Not You're listening to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on News Talk STL. 
Welcome back to the Bluff City Outdoor Show here on 101.9 and 94.1 News Talk STL. There is a cricket. I've never actually seen this this far out because I'm a good 30 feet off the uh, bank here. There is a cricket who has made its way into the water and is desperately trying to get out of the water, and he's got no chance. So I'm just waiting for this fish to bite here. That's uh, I am at the Lake of the Ozarks. That's why <laughs> you are getting this uh, thrilling commentary live on the radio. Welcome back to the show. Uh, my name is Tony Colombo at the Lake of the Ozarks. There's a packed studio back at News Talk STL. Producer Leah is there with one of the pro staffers from Bluff City Outdoors, Eric Morey. Also Mike Marfell and the owner of Bluff City Outdoors, my partner, Mark McMurray. Uh, Mark, what's the uh, latest out at Bluff City Outdoors? I know it's um, we're kind of in the home stretch here. It's probably getting very exciting out there at the shop. Yeah, it's uh, so we're finally got all the construction done. Uh, so we're trying to get hold of the city, trying to get them out there to do the final inspection, issue our occupancy permit. Uh, this weekend we're going to start hanging bows and some of the the sights and the the rest and stuff. So we got all that. It, it's it's looking really good. Everybody that comes through the door, let's see, and they go, that that looks great. And uh, and then I'm going to try to pick up some 3D targets and get those ready. So I mean, we're everybody's anxiously awaiting us to get this done. You know, I'm 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 wanting to get it done. It's been a long haul, um, and uh, I think once we're there and people start coming in and seeing it, you know, I I still think we're going to have the best. Uh, archery range shooting facility in the st louis area with the combination of the uh, the wall we've put the 3d targets the and the techno hunt i i just think and the layout we got's really really nice i mean you, you come up through our front door and you can see all the way to the back and uh That's so cool. people will be in the front they'll be able to see archers down there shooting uh-huh. um, you know it, it's just going to be it's a neat layout because the way we had to lay it out it's just it's nice a big it's an open floor concept basically so uh, we got the we got the bench, the workstation over there for the for the bow technicians to work at. We got all of that in place. We've got our racks up built above it to uh, hang the bows from and the crossbows. And it's just it's 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 finally come together. Uh, I think we got to hang the baby changing station in one of the bathrooms still, but that's about <laughs> it. Uh, it just came in yesterday, so we're gotta just, start them young. Yeah, yeah, it's so. fantastic. Hey, and, and and we've got Eric in there in the studio, and uh, you know, Mike grew up in the Southern Illinois Alton area, yeah, I'm Alton boy. and has has been uh, uh, shopping at Bluff City for years and years. Uh, and Eric, you, you you know, you're obviously very close and work very closely with Mark and and everybody there at Bluff City. Uh, this expansion is going to be amazing, but Bluff City Outdoors in general has been such an awesome asset to the area when it comes to fishing and if people are like we talked about in that first segment people that are sort of rediscovering fishing or you know or, or trying to catch up with the times or restock the tackle box or whatever it may be uh bluff city outdoors is, is the place to go for all of that stuff it's probably been in my opinion one of the biggest uh assets to the entire area not only you know being there and uh being a supplier and a and a, and a retailer that that people can go to, but also bringing great things to the area like the Alton Catfish Classic. Um, what's it? What's it been like working with uh, Mark and the guys at Bluff City, and and the impact that it's had on the area? Uh, I I love it myself. I mean, it, we all get along real good. They're they're a great bunch of people over there at Bluff City, and I mean they they take care of me pretty good. And like I said, I fish for everything, and I mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what I fish for. If I'm going for 
white bass or hybrid stripers on the river or crappie on the lake or, or catfish on the river. It doesn't matter. Largemouth bass. I mean, I can go in there and I can get the gear I need to do my job. And I live in Bunker Hill. I'm, I'm like 18 miles away. So, I mean, it's for me, it's by far the closest, most convenient place. And, and they have the stuff I need. I mean, it's in... Uh, and I mean, they just work great with me. So I mean, it, it's it's been great for me. I love it, and uh, I, I don't I don't ever plan to to really go anywhere else. I mean, I, I do every bit. If I if I needed something and he didn't have it, he Mark will order it for me. So I mean, right. It's I mean, customer service is top notch, and that means That's a fantastic. lot to me. And you get the side Absolutely. benefit sometime, Eric, of coming down there and your daughter, her da- his daughter works for us yeah. down there. So she's there, nice. you know, it's kind of see that little father-daughter reunion at times. Yeah, so. that, that's great because her schedule and mine, I mean, they're totally opposite. So sometimes the only time I get a Sears in the shop when I when I come in to visit. So. <laughs> that's cool. That's awesome. And uh, as we mentioned, Eric also uh, provides us with uh, a good chunk of our fishing report every week, which we'll have for you in that next segment and uh eric i wanted to pick your brain because you're sort of our 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 local uh like uh, you know lakes and rivers expert we have we have check-ins from all these you know various specific lakes like wren lake and lake of the ozarks and and carlisle and things like that but you uh you're sort of our catch-all so i wanted to take advantage of having you on this week and just sort of ask you about some of your favorite places to fish in the area and, you know, maybe as people, if they're listening and they want to get back out on the water, but they don't know, like, you know, they're, they're listening to me and they're like, well, I don't have, you know, I, I don't have two or three hours to drive down to the Lake of the Ozarks. So where can I, where can I go to fish? And, you know, maybe like can't get out on the, uh, on a river, like the Mississippi river, you know, like, what can I do? Um, what are some of your favorite places to fish? And maybe some of the places that people might not think of when they are trying to plan a trip. Uh, yeah, definitely. So some of my favorite places, um, uh... Uh, I do like I do like some of the power plants, uh, which a lot of them are closing now. But uh, uh, Baldwin Baldwin's a phenomenal power plant that uh, is really good blue cat fishing, and is a pretty good bass lake. Um, Newton Lake has a lot to offer. Um, white bass, the quality of white bass there are phenomenal. Um, the numbers they're not as good as as say Carlisle, but I mean their quality is top notch. And I mean, the river has so much to offer. Uh, if if you can get out on the river, there's so many species that that I mean, you can catch. I can go on the river, and some days throwing throwing lures, I can catch ten different species of fish in one day on the same lures. It's phenomenal. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I, I don't um, think people really realize they, they what, what's out there. The variety, yeah, I don't the know. quality, no, they, I don't think they do. They absolutely don't. They think... Uh, Dirty, they think nasty, they, yeah. And, and they think, think, oh, it's it's catfish. Yeah. Well, the catfish, yeah. the catfish in our area is phenomenal, but there's so much more to offer on that river that people have no idea. Um, and uh, and as far as lakes go, Otter Lake's phenomenal. The, the striper fishing up there is really good. The crappie fishing is phenomenal, and the largemouth fishing is really good. So uh, there's a lot to offer there. Um, like you said, Wren Lake, Carlisle, phenomenal for, for channel cat, crappie, white bass. One of my favorite crappie lakes is Carlisle. Uh, the white bass, when they're running, are just ridiculous there. That's some of the most fun you'll ever have. They've put a lot of brush in Carlisle the last there, several years, haven't they? Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's, you have no trouble finding, finding brush. Um, Shelbyville, another phenomenal fishery, and it, I mean it has some it has some walleye in it, and and 
you know, a little something different to offer. And I mean, there's so many people don't realize how much the big lakes in our area have to offer. I mean, they're phenomenal fisheries. You know, I used to be one of the people growing up that, you know, I was stuck on farm ponds and I, I was always against big lakes until I started fishing them. And, and the quality yeah. of the fish there was just I like the totally challenge, different. like at Lake of the Ozark. That's a it, challenge. It is a challenge, but it's very rewarding. And the quality of fish are just, they're, they're better. The, uh, those bodies of water can grow uh, that next class of fish that, that a trophy, uh, trophy angler is looking for. And I don't care what you're fishing for. If you're a trophy angler looking for a trophy, a big body of water, that, that's going to have it. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. And, you know, the, every, listen. Uh, a well-stocked farm pond that you have all to yourself and you can catch 25 fish in a half an hour, that's a blast. But like you said, when you get out on a big lake or a big river and you are able to catch a very big fish because that because those only, you know, the lakes and the big rivers are the places that those big fish are living in, like that's a, that's a game changer. And I'll take one giant fish over a ton of little fish every day of the week. Um, and, uh, Mark, I wanted to sort of highlight that point about, about the river and, you know, how intimidating it can be maybe for some people that haven't been out there, but it's, it, it probably doesn't have the, um, the big steep learning curve that I think some people may think that it has. And as you just mentioned, Mark, that a lot of people think that, you know, it's maybe just a catfish river or, you know, it doesn't have the giant variety of, of, of fish or options that it that it really does what's the and i know that and i know out there with the fishing guides the cat fishing guides or just the fishing guides that you get that you can hook people up with what is the best way to sort of familiarize yourself with the mississippi river and take advantage of it if it's something that you've always looked at and just thought to yourself i don't even know how to start that i've only been on lakes or ponds my whole life and i don't even know where to get started how do they how do they get started yeah so so i think the quickest way to, to learn is, is is to is to go hire one of those guides i mean you, you'll cut years off the learning curve you go you have fun with those guys you pay attention to, to what they're doing for you how they're setting things up where they're looking and and then you just can take that and run with it because i know numerous of my regular customers come in and you know they were out there doing it on their own and then i said why don't you hire a guide and see if that doesn't get you going quicker and, and every one of them comes back and says oh that was that was well money well spent time well spent just because they picked up they learned they cut years off the learning curve uh the river you know the one thing about the river over a lot of lakes is you know it its levels change a lot so you know once the alton pool kind of gets locked in on a summer level it's pretty consistent at that point but below below there in the missouri it, you know they're up and down just we had those heavy rains i think they missouri jumped eight or ten feet in a couple of days and two days later it was back down to where it was you know so it's it's up fast down fast uh but the fish the, i mean eric's one of the prime guys that that i i just you know he posts on facebook all the time but he'll he'll just he'll show you that that trip out, you know, he's got white bass, he's got hybrids, he's got uh, stripers, he's got all three of those fish that people just don't realize there's a, an abundance of them out there. Same way with the walleye and the sauger and stuff. They're just, they're there. If people knew about it and would fish for them more, they'll catch them. You know, we had a customer come in last year in for work. He was working out at Conical Phillips, one of our sponsors for the Alton Catfish Classic, by the way. Uh, mm -hmm. but he was in there to Get work there. over there and he was from Ohio and did a lot of walleye fishing out there on some of the, those Eastern lakes. And he wanted to know about the walleye in the river. I said, they're there. People don't fish for them enough. And 
he was just doing it the classic way of tipping a heavy jig from the bank below the dam there, flipping it out there in the current, and he was limiting it out on walleye every day. Wow. You know, and, and it was just you said, same techniques, wasn't hard, but he'd come in and, you know, he'd get some minnows and he'd come back about three hours later and show us the fish. So, you know, it's Eric, just, Eric, have you, have you noticed anything? Has there been any fallout from the, the big storm, the, the huge storm that we had last week? But then since then, we've also had several other, you know, heavy downpours. Has that, has that, uh, influx of water caused, had any effect on, on fishing over the last couple of weeks? Or is, I know we were really dry. It was, you know, it wasn't a situation like where the, the rivers were already high and it created a bunch of uh, uh, long-term flooding or anything like we've seen in the past. So uh, maybe that helped sort of limit any effect that it would have. But has the recent rains had any impact on on fishing? Uh, it absolutely played a huge role. Uh, one thing I would like to touch on real quick before I answer that sure. is another, another huge thing for anybody that wants to get out on the river is the new sonar units that are available. They have all the dikes, all the buoys. Everything is marked very well. The channels are marked well. The, oh, the, the so sand, I mean, sandbars, so they, they are marked so well. I just, I just took a trip. I was on the river. I put in on the Missouri and fished the Mississippi, and I fished. The, they were biting good, so I fished into the night. I did not bring my spotlight, which... I like to always have on the boat. I did not have it. I had to drive. I had to drive my boat about eight miles up the Missouri River in the pitch black. And I mean, there's no no houses, no lights. It's black. I had to use my sonar and and follow the trails where I had wow. came down all the way back to the boat ramp. But that's how good you the the sonar units are now, and how well you can rely on them. I was able to drive my boat top speed in the dark up the river, following my trails, and went straight straight around the dike right into the boat ramp. I mean, like it was broad daylight. So, I mean, wow. the, the, that's awesome. That, that again, yeah. goes along with that technology is it's phenomenal. And anybody that is serious about fishing or wants to do new, new fishing or learn more, invest in the technology. Don't frown on it. Invest in it. Lean on it. It will help you. Yeah, that's fantastic. With, with that being I actually said, have a couple things that kind of go along with that that I want to, if we have time, uh, I want to touch on with Mike that I've that I've learned being down here on the lake this week. You know, like usually I'm only here and only get a chance to get out on the water maybe a couple hours on the weekend every now and then. But being down here this week, I've been able to spend a lot of time, you know, out there on the water in the boat in places that I don't normally get to go. And there's there's been some good things and there's been some bad things. I might want to get into some of that in a little bit. I know we do. We got to take a break here in just a minute. But uh, Eric, if yeah, if you could, uh, if you could, uh, let us know about the rain and, and the impact that it's had on people. A- absolutely, and not just the river, the lakes too. Uh, with the rain and the storms we had, we actually had a a subtle cold front come with it, and it did mm-hmm. play a huge role. Uh, like the river, the catfish were on fire right up until the storm. I mean, they had just really really come on a couple of weeks there and uh like they typically do you know after after the post spawn and the summertime gets on and and that that cold front and that fluctuation in the water it did it did toughen the bite up and adjustments had to be made for us to keep catching fish and uh, lakes were the same way i mean the cold front came in it it affected the fish all all weather changes definitely play a role with the fish the, yeah. the weather the the fluctuation of rain 
and and the barometric pressure, huge deal. And they they definitely all played a role. Um, the this last rain we just got doesn't seem to have done as much. We didn't really get the cold front or the amount of rain or fluctuation in the river, so or the lakes. So it's it doesn't seem to have played that big a role. But definitely, definitely, weather's one of the main things that that will affect your yeah. your your bite. Well, that is why the uh, fishing report is so important, and why we are so glad to bring that to you each and every week. And we're going to bring that to you in just a minute. Before we go to break, I want to remind you about Rockwood Charcoal, one of the great sponsors of this show, along with, of course, Bluff City Outdoors in Alton, Illinois. Uh, Rockwood Lump Charcoal is the best product on the market. It's been rated that way. It's been voted the number one charcoal in the country uh, by consumers for eight or nine years running now. It is a local company, uh, which is even better. You're supporting a local company. You're supporting local industry. Missouri is the number one charcoal maker in the country, and you are using the absolute best. Find the closest Rockwood Charcoal retailer to you on their website. Also pick up some cooking tips and tricks at rockwoodcharcoal.com. Let's take another quick break and be back with more, including this week's fishing report on the Bluff City Outdoors show on 1019 and 94.1 News Talk SDL. Man, that girl sure loves to fish. This is the Bluff City Outdoor Show on News Talk STL. And welcome back to the Bluff City Outdoors show on 101.9 and 94.1 News Talk STL. Tony Colombo here live from the Lake of the Ozarks this week, which has been just absolutely awesome. As soon as the show ends here, I'm going to, going to uh, resume my fishing trip, which is very exciting. Uh, in studio, we have Mark McMurray, of course, the owner of Bluff City Outdoors, co-host of this show. We also have Mike Marfell, professional fisherman with us. And we have Eric Morey, one of the pro staffers out there at uh, Bluff City Outdoors and somebody who is a main contributor to our weekly fishing report, which we are going to bring you here in just a moment. Wanted to remind you about another great sponsor of the Bluff City Outdoors show, and that's the Farmers Co-op Old Town Country Store in Historic St. Peter's on 2nd Street, right behind the QT at 70 and Mid-Rivers Mall Drive. They have you covered uh, with a huge selection of products and services that can help you in so many different areas. If you are caring for animals, anything from the family dog and cat to farm livestock, they have you covered. Uh, if you're working outside in the lawn, in the garden, if you have a, if you have a pond yourself, a body of water that you care for, they have products and services to help you in all of those areas as well. And things like the propane tank service. They'll fill any size propane tank for about half the price of a new one. And so much more out there at the Farmers Co-op, Old Town Country Store, historic uh, St. Peter's on 2nd Street. Go out there and visit them. You can also learn more at oldtowncountrystore.com. All right. uh, As we do every week at this time. Oh, just also a quick reminder, if you're listening to this show uh, in the 11 o'clock hour on Saturday, we made an announcement last week. I just was lying. We are not moving the time of this show, um, and we will be here every week for you at 11 o'clock on Saturdays. This week, we're at 5 o'clock also, if you want to hear the show again, or you can always just download our podcast, so you never miss anything here at the Bluff City Outdoor Show. Of course, you can get our podcast anywhere that you get podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, all those great places. 
And so, yeah, time for this week's fishing report. Mark McMurray, get us started. Okay, let's get it going. So this is uh, Truman Lake from uh, Jordan Lear. He's a guide out there, one of my good buddies. Uh, crappie, fair, he says, uh, fishing 10 to 15 feet of water, 6 to 10 feet down using minnows. Catfish, fair, 2 to 15 feet of water, anchoring and drifting the main lake mud flats using fresh shad. White bass and hybrids, poor to fair, fish the main lake humps and points 15 to 20 feet using live shad and Topwater baits early in the morning and late in the evening. Uh, black bass fair, said fish the main lake points. Channel swing banks, uh, using topwater baits early and late, 10-inch worms from uh, 5 to 15 feet. And bluegill, good. Fish around the rock banks and the docks, using red worms under a bobber 2 to 6 feet. Walleye poor, 4 to 15 feet trolling flicker shads and crank baits or use uh, night crawlers uh, on the, uh, bouncing the humps. And then from uh, Carlisle, Jake Neely, he's also a guide out there. Said uh, the lake's on the rise. He said it's sitting at about 448.5 right now. Uh, lots of floating debris, so be careful. Said the catfish are scattered on the main lake, and if you can find a current around the creeks or rivers, that's that's where you want to be. Said the white bass are scattered around the lake, with the lake on the rise and the cooler water temps. And then a crappie are deep in the brush and standing timber. And then down at Wren from uh, Jason Dudley, another guide out there. Uh, he said the crappie has slowed down with the influx of the water, still catching them in 12 to 14 feet of water in the brush. And the catfish are excellent on shad, triple S stink bait, and around the bridges in the creek channels. The largemouth bass is still slow. Now I'll turn it over to Eric Morey for our local bodies of water. Thanks, Mark. Um, it, the summer pattern has been set in pretty good. The crappie bite has been really well. The largemouth bass, we're, we're still deep cranking on the, on the main lake points on them. Uh, catfish, especially the river, have had been on fire. But with the with the storms and and the fluctuations of the water levels have slowed that down. With they are taking off again, the bites coming back. Uh, a huge tip uh, I'm going to add on this fishing report is when you're fishing for most any species and you're in a post front post cold front especially situation, the fish love to go to the brush tight, downsize and go silent. No rattles. No, you know. Your crankbaits, silent crankbaits, your jigs, anything. Go silent and go small and fish slow, and you will still catch the fish. Thanks. Just writing all that down. Thank you. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> well, well, like Mark or like Eric said, the, the summer pattern's definitely locked in at Lake of the Ozarks, especially the deeper fish. So I'm I'm going to briefly go over you know pretty much what the Truman guy was saying: main lake points, bluff ends, ten inch worm. DD-22 in the deep brush. Uh, and a great tip that Eric was, we were talking about before the show started, when you're running that crankbait, don't, don't, don't set the hook. Just keep cranking through that brush and you'll get hung up a lot less. You'll know when the fish is on there. Uh, there's still a shallow bite uh, around the docks, as always, at Lake of the Ozarks. Uh, jig, shaky head, wacky worm. But I'm, I'm going to say what I would do if I was going to the lake. This is a tip for the summertime down there. For, in my opinion, go to the biggest commercial docks you can. I'm talking not size of docks, but where the big boats are. Okay. You know what I'm talking about, Tony. The big yachts that are too big to float. they got to be tied with, with rope. Skip that jig, uh, wacky worm, whatever, in those stalls. And there's just a lot of big fish that live in those big stalls all year round. There's, it's the most shade on the lake. And uh, my favorite way to do it, I don't know if I should even be saying this, but uh, my team <laughs> partner, a lot of, yeah, a lot of people are going to be 
pissed. But that, <laughs> I take a three-quarter ounce football jig, and I put a big twin tail trailer on it, and I skip it back as far as I can. I let it sink maybe eight inches below the float, and I reel it as fast as I can. And Are you telling me there's bigger boats out here than my 19-foot Ranger? Yes, there's, there's boats there. that'll, that'll hold two or three <laughs> of your boats. But you run that jig as fast as you can, and a bass is a predator, and it sees that thing moving that fast. It assumes something's trying to eat it, and it wants to get in on the party. And usually the biggest fish around will say, I'm going to get that before that little fish does. And then when you get to the end of the stall, just kill it and let it drop because those big docks have a crossbar under them. And if there's a bass hanging on that crossbar, he's hanging there for one reason, and that's to eat something that goes by. And if you work enough of those – you you can put five decent fish in the in the in the boat in a tournament situation if you just put your head down and do that all day long. So yeah. my team partner is going to be mad at me, but that's 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 what <laughs> that's what I would do if I had to go fish a tournament blindly down there in the summertime. I would just show up yeah. and do that all day. Mike, we only got a, a a little more, a couple minutes to go here, but real quick, we've been talking about the about the rain that we've experienced over the last couple of weeks and. Uh, again, if you missed any of this show today, make sure you go back and check out the podcast because it's always just great, such great information to prepare you for your next fishing trip. And Eric did a great job of uh, of letting us know what's going on in the, you know, how that's been affecting the St. Louis area. Was that, as far as you can tell, a, a mostly a St. Louis um, situation as far as the impact of that rain, or are lakes like here at the Lake of the Ozarks or other places uh, also having some, uh, uh, you know. Uh, I don't think they got near the, from the near, rain. They don't. They didn't get near the rain that we did. They got some rain, but it isn't enough to to do what it did here. Uh, yeah. But like I said last week, anytime you get rain at Lake of the Ozarks, go find that runoff. There's all those condo parking lots. Somewhere there's a culvert pipe coming in. Uh, I can think of. Th- I've got three or four spots that have been magical to me over the years when it rains that uh, I would run right to in a rainstorm. 100. percent I'd pull the trolling motor yeah. and run 20 miles to get there. They've been that good over the years. There's a place like that at Carlisle, too, that uh, let's just say I've put five fish in the boat without ever pulling the power poles up on a little spot at Carlisle <laughs> before. So, That's fantastic. Yeah, so, and it, it's a runoff situation or a current situation. Yeah. So, yeah, I, but I don't think it affected the Lake of the Ozarks. At, yeah, just because gotcha. they didn't. It's it, not that it wouldn't. Fish out here this week. It's been good to see. It's not that it wouldn't. It just of... didn't because they didn't get the amount of rain that we did. Right. Exactly. That is Mike Marfell. Of course, you can hear him as a regular contributor on this show. You can also watch his exploits on the Ten Horse Monty YouTube channel. Uh, Ten Horse and Mike are out there doing uh, a lot of fun things you can watch there on YouTube. Eric Morey, before we wrap up the show, uh, you know, we hear from Eric every week as part of our fishing report. Um, do you have any? Do you have a social media, website, anything that you want to uh, share with folks? Or do you. Uh, do you like to keep it uh, a little more secret than that? <laughs> no, no secrets. I just, uh, I pretty much just have my my personal Facebook page. That's I post on there very regular. Uh, I mean, because because I fish regular, but uh, there and and I'm on the uh, Bluff City Outdoors Fanatic page quite a bit. I post a yeah. lot on there too. So uh, that's pretty yeah. much all. That's pretty much at this time all I have. Yeah, and Mark, before we wrap it up, uh, you know, Eric just mentioned the 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 Facebook page there. All the best ways. Uh, obviously, BluffCityOutdoors.com, but also social media pages. What's the best ways to keep up with everything happening out of the shop? Yeah, so on Facebook, Bluff City Outdoors is our Facebook page. That's a good one. We also have another website, uh, BluffCityTackle.com. That's our e-commerce site. 
And then uh, or just stop in the shop, 2813 East Broadway. Uh, we're a mile east of Fast Eddie's. Uh, real easy to find. Just look for the big blue building. Uh, can't hardly miss it. So come by and see us. Awesome. Great stuff today. Great show. If you missed any of it, go back and check out the podcast. Uh, make sure you're listening every Saturday at 11 a.m. right here on News Talk STL. Uh, this week, we're also back in the 5 o'clock hour, too, so there's uh, no excuse for missing the Bluff City Outdoors show uh, with uh, Mark McMurray. And this week, Mike Marfell and Eric Morey and, of course, producer Leah in studio. I'll be back in studio next week. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's edition of the Bluff City Outdoors show on 1019 and 941 News Talk STL. We'll call it fishing.